Hello and welcome to NetCast, where we are taking an in-depth approach to sharing the good news about Jesus Christ. I am your host, Mark Hatfield, and I hope that you are encouraged by these studies in the Word of God. We invite your feedback and would love to have you as a regular part of our listening audience. Please stay with us for today's message. Warning, the following material is intended for mature audiences. While this is a Bible study, the Song of Songs is written with references to sexual themes, intimate textual innuendos, and suggestive figurative language that may not be suitable for some audiences. Listener discretion is advised. It is recommended that you approach this book from God with pure motives and pray that His will in preserving these song lyrics can be a blessing to you. It is advisable that if you have been enjoying this podcast with young ears present, that you refrain from doing so at this time. Wait until you are in a private setting to continue. Thank you for taking this word of caution into consideration as we begin today's episode. I am humbled and so grateful that you have decided to listen in to the NetCast podcast today. The episode we will be sharing together is called The Little Foxes from Song of Songs, chapter 2, verses 14 through 17, as we continue in the series on Love Awakening. This was designed, if you remember, as a celebration of marital love between a man and a woman that is based on wisdom revealed in the lyrics of an inspired ancient love song. God recorded it in the scriptures for us to learn from, to practice, and enjoy in the context of marriage. What we have pointed out over and over again is that every scene in the song leaves us without fulfillment, as the two lovers in these lyrics are not yet married. While this can frustrate some readers, the goal is not to anticipate the crescendo of love between these two people in the song, but to take these longings for love into our own marriage and then create the happily ever after that we pursue in our passion for love. Before we go further on this journey though today, let us consider the trivia question from the last episode. I wanted to know in Song of Songs chapter 2 and verse 15, what are the little foxes doing? And since we did not have a listener response, I'm going to read the entirety of the passage for today, and then we will answer the question together. In Song of Songs, chapter 2, verses 14 through 17, we find these words. O oh, my dove in the clefts of the rock, in the secret place of the steep pathway, let me see your form, let me hear your voice, for your voice is sweet and your form is lovely. Catch the foxes for us, the little foxes that are ruining the vineyards, while our vineyards are in blossom. My beloved is mine, and I am his. He pastures his flock among the lilies. Until the cool of the day when the shadows flee away, turn, my beloved, and be like a gazelle or a young stag on the mountains of Bether. Apparently, the little foxes are ruining the vineyards that had blossomed for this young couple to enjoy, and the little foxes need to be caught. We will explore the meaning of this further in the message today. Stay right here to learn more. This section of the song begins with the beloved girl, his dove, hiding away in a high place where he feels he cannot reach her, see her, or hear her voice. We briefly introduced some of these points in the last episode, and he tells her as if to coax her to come down from this cleft that her voice is sweet and she has a beautiful body to behold. 
How many lovers have experienced this situation with their beloved? They are present, but yet out of reach. They are near, but you cannot be together. Something has kept you from being able to truly enjoy the fullness of the one that you have come to love deeply. It could be a lack of marital rights here. She could be playing hard to get, but he could also be rushing the relationship while there are obstacles in the way. Now, the next few verses of our song are a little bit more difficult to understand. Some have said these are the words of a chorus, while some have said that this is a continuation of the male lover's speech. I understand this to be the response of the girl to the request of her man, even though it may be difficult to understand exactly what she means. Some have said these were the lyrics of a song in folklore of this time period in which our young couple lives. This means that what is said would have made perfect sense to them about the foxes in the vineyard needing to be caught before they ruin the fresh blossoms. We, on the other hand, must speculate and compare other scriptures with this text. Since the foxes are little, yet they seem to be ruining the vineyard while they are in blossom, this may have reference to the way that he may be taking her for granted and wanting to move the relationship along too quickly. This means that he represents the foxes that want to destroy nature's beauty. For example, in Judges 15, 4 and 5, we find some foxes being used to cause similar chaos to standing grain, vineyards, and olive groves. The story is told, So he went out and caught three hundred foxes and tied them tail to tail in pairs. Then he fastened a torch to every pair of tails, lit the torches, and let the foxes loose in the standing grain of the Philistines. And he burned up the shocks and standing grain together with the vineyards and olive groves. Perhaps she is telling him to make sure that he is not acting hastily in his love for her so that she would reveal herself prematurely to him. But take note here that the vineyards are in bloom. Is she waiting until they are complete to allow him to take her to his private place? It may be that she wants him to cultivate and make sure that it is time for their trip to the vineyard. The beloved could have been very forward and said no, or she could have given in and said yes. But instead she does what I want to say is healthy in every relationship. She teases him with what seems to be a desire to remain pure until the vineyard is fully ripe and its blossoms have opened. Similarly, in Song of Songs, chapter 7 and verse 12, we read, Let us rise early and go to the vineyards. Let us see whether the vine has budded and its blossoms have opened, and whether the pomegranates have bloomed. There I will give you my love. The tender grapes should not be ruined. The little foxes must be removed before the beauty of the vineyard or garden is destroyed. In the meantime, she has to find a way to make him feel confident that the distance that she is keeping is not a sign of a lack of her love for him. Generally, after a denial for intimacy, there are questions about the true feelings of the one that will not accept the call to love. But verses 16 and 17 are an affirmation of another invitation. The girl continues, My beloved is mine, and I am his. This appears to be their frequent reminder to one another of their love. In Song of Songs, chapter 6 and verse 3, we find, I am my beloved's, and my beloved is mine, he who pastures his flock among the lilies. Then in Song of Songs, chapter 7 and verse 10, again we see, I am my beloved's, and his desire is for me. There can be no doubt that they are in love with one another, but the time for making love must remain in check. You don't want to pick the grapes before they are ripe, and you want to keep the critters away from the garden while it is growing so that the harvest of what has been planted will be sweet and plentiful. Now she says of her lover that he pastures his flock among the lilies, and it must be noted that goats or sheep do not necessarily feed on lilies. There must be some other meaning here. 
Now, we've already seen lilies used in one of the romantic connotations in Song of Songs 2 and verse 2, where the girl is described as a lily among the thorns. Later, we will see that the beloved girl describes the lips of her man as lilies which drip with flowing myrrh, chapter 5 and verse 13. What happens here is that the girl does not want to fail in telling him how much he means to her, but just as she had once taken an oath by the gazelles and the hinds of the field, the female deer, not to allow love to be aroused until it pleases, here she tells her lover to wait for the right time for their love. Just as he had arrived a young stag, a male deer, leaping on the hills, she desires for him to have full rights to her, but he must wait until the correct time for fulfillment. She then tells him to turn and run through the mountains of Bether. The meaning here is either spices or cleavage. Now, before you think I'm being presumptuous, let us revisit Song of Songs chapter 1 and verse 13. Again, my beloved is to me a pouch of myrrh, which lies all night between my breasts. Then in Song of Songs 4, 5, and 6, we hear, Your two breasts are like two fawns, twins of a gazelle, which feed among the lilies. Do you see how the text is beginning to intertwine? Since the word for Bether literally means divided hills, and no place can be located by this name on a map, we are left to translate and not transliterate the text. The divide meaning of Bether also lends the idea that the feelings of this young couple are divided. I want to be with him, but I have to wait. And for a time they need to be divided to squelch the passionate feelings before they cross lines of what is right for the unmarried. Even though he has bounded over the initial hills and mountains to come and see her, yet another mountain stands as a divider to avoid immorality and premarital lovemaking. In my view, she tells him to return from where he came, that is the mountains and the hills, to wait for the right time, while also in poetic language telling him that her desire is to give herself to him. But the fact that they are not married stands in the way of them fulfilling all of their desires. In modern language, we would say, Go away for now, but soon we will be married, and all that we want in our love will be ours to enjoy fully. While some have commented and said that she gave her lover full right to join her in lovemaking, in making reference to him being the stag in the mountains representing her body contours, we have seen only that which these two young people desire in their love, not what has already been completed. These lyrics do not express approval for any form of inappropriate passion being entered into outside of the covenant of marriage. Now let's spend a few moments talking about how we can make spiritual application of this message. The little foxes are very real in the development of our relationship with the Lord as well. There are obstacles that must be cleared from our lives before we can enter into a pure, loving relationship with Him. And the relationship begins with us committing ourselves to the Lord through which we gain access to prayer and we can make requests of Him. We are not speaking here of physical intimacy, but of a deep spiritual intimacy. The Lord comes to us and He expresses His love for us, and often we are hidden or withdrawn for some reason. And the Lord tells us of His desire to be with us and reminds us of how desirable that we are to Him. He desires that we would come out of the cleft to which we have flown and to rest in Him. Often the barriers that keep us from drawing near to the Lord are these little foxes that roam about trying to destroy the makings of a pure relationship. The Lord can catch the foxes for us if we will identify how they are destroying our intimacy with Him. For some, it could be an addiction that is destroying the blossoms of the vineyard. It could be that we have allowed some form of foul speech or anger or even sexual sin to cause destruction to the beauty of our spiritual garden. If you are struggling with a particular fox, 
confess your love for the Lord, and reaffirm your commitment to Him while praying for His help in wrestling the obstacles in your life. When the time is right, you will get to walk with the Lord into the paradise that He has prepared for you for all eternity. Now let's conclude today's episode with our questions. What do you think the girl is doing by going to the cleft and remaining out of reach? Number two, do you think there is value during these short periods of separation and reaffirmations of love and commitment? Number three, when you consider the idea of catching the little foxes, how do you think this applies to your physical relationship with a lover? Number four, in your view, what does it mean to send a lover away until the time is right after they have pursued us so strongly? And number five, is there any benefit in promising our love and intimate fulfillment to a lover while at the same time putting love on hold due to a timing issue or the foxes that need to be removed first? Well, this concludes our episode for today. Please join us next time as we study together from Song of Songs chapter 3, verses 1 through 5, in a message titled, Nightly Love Dreams. Thank you for listening. Would you like to have a complete textual outline of the Song of Songs as we study them together, or maybe a supplemental PowerPoint to guide you in your study? Well, during this fourth season, if you partner with Netcast, we are sending you this special offer that is connected with the Love Awakening series. If you want to become a partner or make a donation, you can send PayPal donations using netcasthost at gmail.com or visit patreon.com forward slash netcast to learn more about how you can get on board with this podcast. If you are not able to support this ministry effort financially at this time, there are several ways that you can still get involved. Please consider doing one of the following. First, subscribe and continue to be a dedicated listener. Next, please share Netcast with your friends and family and encourage them to subscribe. Finally, consider leaving a review for the podcast so that your positive feedback could encourage others to listen. Take a moment after we sign off today to visit our website at netcasthost.com. Here you will find transcripts of the podcast on the blog. You can sign up for the free newsletter and become a member of Netcast absolutely free. This will give you access to hidden portions of the podcast host site, like our members forum and so much more. Don't forget to check out our social media sites on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Be sure to like and follow the podcast as we use these sites to keep you current on what is happening at Netcast. All new episodes are announced on these media outlets. Before we part ways today, I want to ask you a trivia question for the next episode. In Song of Songs, chapter 3 and verse 3, what does the beloved girl ask the watchmen who make the rounds in the city? If you know the answer, please visit our trivia link on the website at netcasthost.com forward slash trivia. If you provide the correct answer, you could be featured on the next episode. God bless you richly in Jesus Christ, our Lord.